Lion Hearted Podcast. What up, what up? You are now tuned into the Lion Hearted Podcast where the feelings reside and only the strong survive. I'm your boy Maine, so let's get into it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I'm back at you with another episode. So I was sitting there thinking last night, night before, and when I woke up this morning, I want to do another episode, but what would I talk about? Then I realized it's a lot that actually could be talked about that's going on in the news right now. So this episode, I'm not going to really stick to one topic. I'm going to kind of split it up within probably like two to three, depending on what comes to mind. So, yeah, what's really going on right now, I've been seeing a lot of people repost it on social media and stuff. It's like the viral video of, oh, girl, like, this in the Cheesecake Factory for the first date thing. Like, you know what I mean? And somebody created a list where it's like, these are the places where you don't take a woman on the first date. And it had, like, Applebee's, Cheesecake Factory, Chili's, like, you know, chain-type restaurants, your house. And it was, like, a lot of things, right? And it's meant to be jokingly, I'm sure, but it could be a lot of seriousness in that, too. Because when we see the viral video, all we see is her, like, denouncing Cheesecake. Like, oh, I can't believe you brought me to the Cheesecake Factory. And if you ain't ever been to Cheesecake Factory, Cheesecake Factory got more stuff than just Cheesecake. So the name is kind of misleading if, you, if you've never been there, right? So it's not a bad place to go. And there's been females that they've stated that, like, that's not a bad first date. Because think about it like this. When you go on a first date with somebody, unless you'd have known the person for a long time and then y'all just finally decided to shift things that way, you really don't know that person. And it was a thing I seen, like, like they said, Mastro, that's kind of, I'm still a regular guy, so that's kind of pushing it. Mastro's is like, that's that's rich people talk. Right? I'm just going to go on and say it. But I got the example because she was saying, like, you take somebody to Mastro's on a first date, that's going to be the expectation. And that's why one of my favorite quotes is always, expect nothing, appreciate everything. Because when appreciation turns to expectation, it's no good. If I do something out of the kindness of my heart, don't ex- don't always expect me to do it. And on Club Shay Shay, I was watching a Rich Paul interview this morning before I started recording. And he said something that really rang true. He said he tell Brian this all the time about being too nice and like want to be friends with everybody and not really having that killer mentality over everybody like like Kobe and like Jordan like they really didn't deal with nobody or they kept their circles real small but the point he was trying to make is familiarity uh breeds disrespect and it's true because when somebody expects you to be a certain way no matter what they do no matter what their actions are the second you don't put up with that it could be the most craziest bullshit, but the second you don't put up with it, oh, you're the one that's tripping. And I feel like that's what the video was about. And if you watch the whole thing, see, that's the thing about, like, certain clips and videos and how they repost things on social media. Because they did the same thing with the Steve Harvey episode of Club Shay Shay when he talked about how 
how can you ask a woman what can she bring to the table when she got the ability to create another you? That part is true, but that don't mean you can't ask a woman what she brings to the table. Or that doesn't mean let any woman come sit at your table just because she can breed a child. That And I did a whole episode about that. It's called self-accountability. It's actually one of my favorite episodes because of what it's about. But it's also one of my least views. But I understand why, though. Because a lot of people don't want to take accountability nowadays. But yeah, not to get too far off topic. With, so it's a reason why he took her to Cheesecake Factory. It ain't like he just was like, oh, it's the first date and I'm going that's a softball like place. Like if it works, we can progress further. If not, hey, it was just Cheesecake Factory, whatever. Which that it ain't cheap either. But he also said, he said, I told you I was gonna be there at four o'clock. We had established this days prior. Four o'clock was the time I had scheduled because a lot of people not saying this. He planned on taking her somewhere else. His original plan and his original reservations was someone else. That's what people don't understand. When you make reservations, some places will let you slide. But when you make a reservation for, let's say, six o'clock, you need to be there 545 at the latest. You need to be there at least 15 minutes beforehand so they can set your table up and everything like that. If you if I set a reservation at six o'clock, but you call me at five fifty talking about oh I'm on my way or I'm still getting ready, oh we might as well cancel that. Because if you don't, the next time you do it, guess what? The same thing will happen over and over again. So what he did was like, hey, I set the day for four. You made me wait a whole hour plus the drive we took over here. So on the way over here, I canceled. Or while you was getting ready, I canceled. The original reservation, and I was like, "Oh, we can just go here." And she didn't want to get out the car and all that. But I'm gonna say this: never let somebody make you feel out of pocket for setting your own boundaries and saying what you stick to. Because I I said something on Facebook, and it got a few reactions, but not not a lot. And it was to the thing of when they say like, as men, like we shouldn't date. Or we shouldn't, uh, excuse me, we shouldn't invite a woman over to our house for the first date. And I figured you can do that if you got your own house or apartment. You can do that if you know how to cook. I mean, I can speak for myself. I have my own apartment. I can cook for myself and not just basic shit. I can put a whole meal together and have it. And I'm real big on time because time is very fleeting, right? So we don't know how much time we have. So when I tell somebody something, and I've said this in previous episodes, when I tell someone something, I do my best to stick to my what I said. Unless something happens because, you know, you can make a plan and things can change in the blink of an eye. But it's always going to be communicated. If I don't say nothing, if we set for a Saturday or a Friday or a Thursday, it don't matter the day. If I say we're going, I'm going to do this, this, that, and the third. I done already planned out my day. Like, if I need to go to the grocery store and get certain ingredients or whatever, I'll go do that. I don't need to talk to you all throughout the day. Oh, good morning, all this, that, and the third. No, nah, I'm going to wait. Why would I communicate with you all through the day just to make sure you're still coming? Like, you agreed to it, right? I agreed to it. So it's my job to, if I say I'm going to cook dinner, I'm going to cook dinner. If I say it's going to be ready at 6. 5.30, whatever, 
it needs to be at least sitting in the oven, you know, to keep the plates warm, whatever, by that time. Like, you know what I mean? If you get here 6.15, 6.30, it, it's still a respect thing that needs to happen. Like, hey, traffic's crazy, whatever the case may be. Oh, don't even trip. Dinner already ready. It's just waiting for you to come. Table already said everything. So I understood what he was coming from instantly. Like, he, he put his foot down in a sense right away because he knows if I let her get away with this little bit, and look, it went viral on social media. And once something go viral, and it's like, if he would have did that, he would have got attacked the other way. Like, oh, man, he letting her get away with murder, in a sense. Uh, not literally, but, I mean, he just letting her do whatever. And that's what she was like, oh. And then she would be like, oh, he set a date at 5.30, and it took me an hour to get ready. da 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 And he still took me where I wanted to go. See, he would get a lot of disrespect. So you damned if you do, damned if you don't. But if that's your boundary and if that's something you set and you stand on it, you can sleep good at night. You never should feel bad, no matter where the restaurant is. Like, I done took people to Applebee's. I done took people to Chili's. I done took people to places like that and had a great time. I done invited people. And everybody know you can listen to this. Like, I'm, I'm big on I spit facts. So even when you fact check, anybody, you know what I'm saying, that know me know. That's how I am when it comes to stuff like that. And one thing I'm trying to break within myself, you know how people say, like, oh, you should have reminded me and all that. Like, nah. Because the more you start doing that, then they'll never fix the quote-unquote bad memory slash selective memory that we all, that a lot of people, not going to say that we all, that a lot of people claim to have. So that's one thing I'm trying to, that's another boundary that I'm trying to work on not doing. As, as so much. Like, you know what I mean? If you forget, you forget. It is what it is. Because I feel like some people do got bad memory, but a lot of motherfuckers got selective memory. And they remember what they want to remember. So there's nothing wrong with, like, like, like I said, there's nothing wrong with setting your boundaries and standing on that. Stand 10 toes down. Like I said, the game going to test you. Stay 10 toes down, and you can never go wrong. So, yeah, that was my little take on that. So it's like, just depends on what type of person you are and what type of person you're dealing with. Like, you know what I mean? If, if if that's not good enough and it's like you had to put it on video that he took you to Cheesecake Factory that you didn't want to get out the car, like, you got bigger issues than that. Like, number one, not only was you late, like, you checked all the boxes the wrong way. Red, 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 red. Like, where was the green at? And don't get me wrong, beautiful woman, pretty girl, not not knocking that. You had all that. Aesthetically, she looked real good. But morally, if that was just the first date, just imagine six months down the line, three months down the line, a year down the line, the shit he probably would have had to put up with. You know what I mean? It's not always about the shell. The shell could look as good as it wants, but if the soul ain't right, then you ain't really got nothing. You know, as you get up there in age, you start, like when you're in your teens and your 20s, it's all about the looks. It's all about that. You know what I mean? And like, oh, they're trying to get this one, trying to get between this one's legs and all that type of thing, right? But as you get older, it's like you start looking at different values, and it's like, what do you offer more than just that? Because all women have that. They might not all look like you, but every single woman has one of those. And most men, you know what I mean? It's like that's like surface-level shit. So you can't say, like, oh, mine better than hers, or this, that, and the third. Yeah, but it's still one of those. 
So it's like, what else do you bring? Like, you know what I mean? So when like but like I said earlier, when Steve Harvey said what he said, it was like it's not an attack on her ability to create life. He kinda went off the rails and that just that'll make us accept bullshit. It's fine, yeah. That they can do that and us as men, we have no right to question that. But I can question if our morals align up. I don't have to deal with you if I don't agree with some of the things that you do just because you can give me a child. Like, you know what I mean? Because we can create a child. You know what I mean? Like, yes, the woman is creator of life as the carrier, but without a man's sauce, you you can't create no child either. Two, two women can't have a child biologically together. Two of the same anything, it don't work like that. So that that statement that was, like, said on a podcast, a popular podcast that like that, and it went viral. And I seen a lot of people posting the clip attacking us as men, and it was like, and again, it goes back to we're not all the same. We're all men, but we're not all the same. Like, maybe your choices is just a little off the wall. and that, that's, says, that just says more about you than us as a group. That's why I always say I hate being group. Don't put me in that group. Look at me as an individual. Because last time I checked, I was born by myself. I don't have a twin brother. I don't have a twin sister. So look at me as an individual and judge me accordingly. You know what I mean? Or evaluate, because no one can judge you. Only God can judge you. But evaluate me accordingly as an individual before you lump us all in a group. I don't care what this these three motherfuckers is doing on Facebook and social media and stuff like that. Don't Don't lump me in that group. That's why I always say, like, I love my city. Everybody know that I'm I'm from Bakersfield, the patch. I'm I love it. Bakersfield, California. But don't call me no Bakersfield nigga. There's a difference. I'm a nigga from Bakersfield. I ain't no Bakersfield nigga. And if you from if you're from the turf, you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So don't classify me as that because of the bad decisions or some of the bad decisions you may have made. And they go both sides like you know we get a lot of our women a lot of the good ones they get attacked as you know bakersfield females and stuff like that no nigga you just picking the wrong ones dog you got two three four over here that's you know i mean she she ready to do right by you but you i mean you stuck on the ratchet like you gotta it's, it's it's better choices on both sides and that's what i got from that video like that man stood firm on what he what his boundaries were, and everybody tried to crucify him for it. But no, I, I stand uh, I stand firm on it because he, because like I said, you got to watch the whole video to understand why he picked the Cheesecake Factory, and that's not bad. But it was like, hey, I was gonna take you on a better first date, but you showed me several boxes that you didn't check. You was late. You didn't respect my time on all these things. So. Okay, you don't want to do Cheesecake Factory? I turn around and I take you home. And yeah, so that's my take on that. But to transition uh, from that, I also uh, I posted something on Facebook the other day, and I, uh, like two days ago, I think it was. It might have been yesterday, two days ago. Um, like I said, it got a, got a couple impressions. Not really. Some people, they, they agree with what I said. And men don't really do this. I mean, it's some... It's more of like a female thing, but some, some niggas out here do it too. So I feel like it got to be addressed. Like, And 
I'm gonna just say this. I've been thankful enough to have my same crew since I was in kindergarten. All my friends, like I've like I don't really make new friends like that. Like, you know what I mean? I've had them since elementary school. So it's hard for me to to embrace new people, like, because I automatically think, like, what's, what's your intentions of coming around now? Like, you know what I mean? That's where that term comes in. Some people is in your life for a reason, and some people in your life for a season. And you just got to take it from what it's worth. But, yeah, it, I, I, what I said was there's people, that, they'll be friends one minute, right? And then in the next blink of an eye over some, some stupid, petty shit where all a conversation needs to be had. Then you don't fuck with your crew. But then you'll turn around real quick and then you best friends again. And in my friendships, it's like this. We we ain't perfect. My friendships, my brotherhood, even, you know, sister, whatever. Any, I mean, you always going to have little riffs and little tiffs and little debates, little arguments, whatever. But when you say you don't fuck with somebody, like once you state that and it's a public thing and you tell people or nowadays you put it on social media, in the back of my mind, it's always going to be that. You at one point said that you did not fuck with me anymore. Like you don't like me, fuck me, all, all that shit, right? How could we ever go back to being the same once you do that? It'll it'll never be the same. Like you you can forgive to forget whatever just so you don't hold grudges just for your spirit. But I don't understand how people you be friends one minute, you don't fuck with each other the next minute, and then you best friends again all of a sudden. Like like no, man. Like it it don't work like that. I I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. It'll never sit right with my spirit. I don't like being like around people, because a lot of that shit comes from like jealousy and resentment, and you see it. See, I I pay attention to, and my brother he always he like, man, you you everything you like every little thing you pay attention to every little. I watch people's mannerisms and how things are said and when things are said, and because I said a lot of the times like things that said in public or in your presence, it'll let you know what be saying it, what's being said. Excuse me, in private when you're not around. If you just listen, and you don't have to respond to everything uh, that's said, but it's like, how can I go back to you being my best friend, or me taking a trip with you, or me, like even being around you by any, like you talk bad about me, or you, you told this person not to fuck with me because I don't fuck, like you know what I mean? Like it's a lot of that shit that go on, and it's just weird to me. So whenever I'm around that type of energy or don't or it's a possibility and I know I just remove myself because it's hard for me to be fake. I can't do it. Like cuz in the back of my mind, you told me that that one person said that they don't fuck with you no more or you said you don't fuck with them no more. So I'm not going to go to a place where I know that person is going to be. Because you you probably forgave them and start hanging out with them and kiki ki but I like nah, hell no. Nah. And then especially if it's one of those situations where I'm only really fucking with them because of you. So once you tell me, like, that's off, shit, I'm, I'm a, that, that's just how I go. So I don't understand, it, it's hard for me to understand when that happens. And like I said, sometimes niggas do it, but it's rare. And it's more like, when niggas do it, it's more surprising because we don't get up like that. We, we, we can argue or debate and then we like, hey, 
go at it. But we know there's a line that you don't cross. You know, when it comes to like females and shit, they'll say some off the wall crazy shit. And then now with the advent of social media and everything, once you put something on the internet, it's there forever. You could try to delete it, but somebody done already screenshotted it. Somebody done already grabbed it. So I don't understand. I like, I don't understand. So that's just something like it was just on my spirit. So I posted about it. I'm like, let me see who feel like I feel. And it's a lot more people than the people that actually reacted to it. They probably seen it. They, you know what I mean? They, they know, they know if they in that situation or not. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they get it. So you don't always got to say nothing. Sometimes silence speaks volumes in a lot of situations. And it's just like, that's just crazy, man. It's just like a, and then two, I was, uh, and it's crazy because I started out this podcast. It was just going to be like mainly about sports, but from just looking at my numbers and stuff, it's like more people like, you know what I mean? This perspective type of episodes or the interviews I've been putting out. And it was crazy because, uh, something happened. The other night, where it, it, it was good though, it was positive, but it was just like I was in the right moment at the right time, and it just happened because I it was my my ne- one of my nephew's best friends. He came over. He, we was at my mom's. We was watching the Laker game. I'm gonna talk about that too, y'all. I'm not I'm not one of those fans that's like just because we lost, I don't want to talk about them. I'm just trying to. I wanted all the teams like last night, Wednesday. Most of the teams, I mean, all the teams played that didn't obviously that didn't play open tonight. So after this Thursday, I'm a after tonight's game, I'm a uh, I'm gonna have an episode on the opening week of the NBA. So that's but not to get too far off topic. I uh my like I said, my nephew's friend, he came to my nephew's best friend, he came to visit, and he was just, you know, what you been up to? I was sitting at the kitchen table, and we just started a conversation, and he was just I was just telling him because he's like newly eighteen, and you know, or she might be nineteen now. Damn, these kids are getting older, and I ain't even realizing it. He might be 19 now. So I just asked him, like, what you been up to? Because he got a pretty good head on his shoulders. You know what I mean? Some of the things that he told me he inspired to be and he wanted to do, like, it's a, it's a, um, it was real refreshing to see at a young age, you know? So I just, you know, we just catching up or whatever. And he was like, man, it was like, uh, and I was sitting at one end of the table and my mom, she was on the phone, but she was sitting at the other end of the table. So she was semi-listening, I guess. So he was telling me, um, he was like, man, I I had this date with this girl, and she kind of ghosted me in a sense. Like, we made plans like, like a couple days beforehand and all that stuff. And I just, and it kind of, you could tell it got to kind of, he's a good person, and it got to kind of got him questioning, and you know, his intention and how he's moving and stuff like that. And I go, this is my opportunity. I'm, I get to tell him, which I wish I would have had somebody to tell me. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, Everybody know if you listen to my show, everybody know, like, my pops passed early, right? But then I still had my uncle. Like, you and me and my uncle used to talk a lot, and we still do. But it's never, it was never really, like, no direct, you know what I'm saying? You kind of, and then my friends, dads, and stuff. But you just, you kind of move through life, and you see, you're more of a visual person, and you see through osmosis and what not to do like that. But sometimes it's, it's great to be directly told. So me being me, and I've had those experiences, I'm like, bro, the best advice I can give you, is to level yourself up, dog. Like, don't don't worry about it. It happened. Learn learn from this experience. It has nothing negative to do with you. It's not saying nothing negative about her, but she's probably not in the mental space that you're in, and that's okay. It doesn't say say anything bad about you as a person. 
like who who you are as a person or the type of person the way you move in or whatever like don't worry about that and he and he said to me he was like man all it took was a conversation or communication so a lot of times you're not going to get that cuz that's something I still say to this day how people will tell you communication is key and then they'll shut down and they won't say shit then 6 months will go by and then they'll tell you like oh I you know, then they'll tell you why. And it was like, damn, that could have been, a, that six, seven, eight months, whatever, could have been avoided by one simple conversation. That could have been a weekend. We could have either sidestepped it, chose to leave it alone, or or figured it out in that moment. Like, you know? So I was just telling him, like, like you're going to get that. And I was just giving him some of my life experience. Like, I ain't never said that, but I didn't had one, two, three, maybe that females tell me, like, they stopped dealing with me because I treat them too good. And it was like, you know what I mean? I had to reach out to some of the females that I trust. To like, hey, do this sound? like? And they're like, nah, she tripping. Like, you know what I mean? Because they equating it to the situations they've been in. So it kind of made me feel good. So when somebody tell you that, it's just like, damn, you, you have that moment to where you question yourself. But I would tell anybody that's in that experience, stay yourself. If it's certain morals and boundaries that you got set for yourself, stand on that. Don't dumb yourself down for nobody. Don't change for nobody. Don't don't make don't dim your light to make somebody else feel comfortable. Never do that. That's why I always end my episodes the same way. Just because their vision is blurry, that doesn't diminish your greatness because they can't see it. Like that's where that line came from. That's where I, it, it came. All everything I say come from experiences I had. I try like. I try to be as truthful and as authentic as I can because it's just like, like I tell people, you can fact check all you want. If I say something wrong, like I'll try to acknowledge it. Like, uh, you know, if I get this wrong, y'all can fact check it or whatever. Because you know how like internet and social media can be. I'm starting to see that more episodes I put out. So yeah, I was just telling them, and it's funny because I, I, we had like a brief conversation about how I was just talking about the video a little bit ago, and it all kind of tied into it. And I kind of explained to him the situation. And I knew I wasn't wrong in what I said because one thing about a woman, black women especially, if I would have been talking some bullshit or talking out the side of my ass, my mama would have stopped in mid-sentence and she would have she would have checked me. You know what I'm saying? Like I that's why I say I know I was raised by a real one, raised by some real ones, like where they because they gonna check it. I got the type of women in my family. If you just hollering some bullshit, especially with my mom, she she'll check. So the fact that she didn't say nothing, it told me everything that I needed to know. That she, because he's a young, like, you know what I mean? It's coming from, like I told him, I said, these have been some of my experiences, so I'm not going to tell you nothing that I ain't been through. But I was saying it from a place of, man, I wish I had somebody that, that could have got to me at that age the way I hope is get, that I'm able to get to you. As like, cause they, like I said, it take a village. It's my nephew's best friend, but hell, he like a nephew to me too. That's how, that's how I treat it. So I'm like, I would tell my nephew the same thing if he came to me and like, hey, this is what happened. Hey, learn from me. learn from my experiences, bro. So you don't got to hit your head as hard as I had to. I said, somebody can tell you, and it, it's the craziest shit in the world, but somebody can actually tell you they, they can't deal with you because you treat them too good. And it's like an oxymoron because you never, like, ain't you supposed to go through life like that? That's what you think. You're supposed to go through life and, it's easier to treat people well than to treat people wrong because once you treat start treating people wrong, you develop a, I don't want that to be my reputation. 
because one day we gonna we all gonna leave here, and it's like your dash is all you gonna have left between the day you was born to the day that you transition. So what do you want to be said about you in that moment? That's what's most important. So I told him like you know what I mean. He was like, oh, because I had you know the calls was. I was like, look, just cut just cut it off. It's all and I told him just straight up. In this life, it's always going to be more women than men. That's just how it works. That's just how it works. So if it didn't work out with this one, it's always another one out there that fits your personality or that fit more than what you align with. So don't feel bad. Like We all had to go through it. You never really get the first one that you go after. And this is what I was telling him. Not saying it was you know his first time or whatever like that, but I was just telling him, like, you're going to go through life and hit. I told him, I was like, dude, I'm in my mid-30s and I'm still hitting my head trying to figure this shit out. Because it's, it's, a lot of times it's a class of personalities and it's a level of maturity. Like the whole thing, they say women mature faster than men, which I believe is true. They mature faster, meaning at, a, at an earlier age they get it. But I feel like once we get it as men, we carry it longer into adulthood. A young woman could get her knowledge and stuff, you know, late teens, early 20s. But once we get into our 30s and we really start getting ours after we hit our head enough times, we're going to carry it into our 40s, 50s, and 60s when they be trying, because they be trying so busy trying to revert back to the younger years that mentally they go back there too. It's okay to be healthy and try to, you know, look as young as possible for as long as possible physically. But don't let your mindset, once your mindset starts to progress forward, don't go back for any reason or anyone. And that's just what I was trying to tell him. And like I said, you at 19, I wish I would have had somebody to sit me down and like really tell me that from, from the male's perspective. I mean, because don't get me wrong, my mom, she instilled a lot of game in me. So a lot of the stuff I know came how I was raised. And, you know, and I was raised by a single mother um, by force, not by choice, because my dad was murdered. So it's a lot of stuff I had to learn from, like I said, seeing, learning right from wrong and stuff, like from the male's perspective, like, okay, I had older cousins that moved like this and this happened, so I'm not going to do that. And so this is what I was just trying to tell them, like, hey, if you need somebody to follow my steps, man, or if you need to ask me anything, and that's, that's just, just, he felt comfortable enough, excuse me, <clears throat> he felt comfortable enough to, like, come to me with that, so I felt it was my duty and my responsibility. Uh, to do that, so I'm glad I was able to do that. Cause it, that that was the craziest thing when he told me it was like, man, I've been through that situation. He was like, man, she told me it was because I'm a good person, and that's why she. And I said, man, it's all about fear. She was fearful of the level of maturity that you come with at the age that you are because they don't expect it. So I said, so sometimes that's gonna happen. Like you know what I mean? They don't feel that they can meet your standard, so they'll they'll be more comfortable running away from it. So I said, don't don't change who you are for nobody. And I said, if he if he can take that at nineteen and take it to to the age I am now, and I always remember that fact, then I've done I've done my job. Because as long as you can reach one person in any given situation, then then you've done what you were supposed to do. But yeah, and then also before I get up out of here, I want to talk about uh, it's crazy because it, the shooting in Maine is like. Just last night or the other day, excuse me if I get the days wrong. It was just it's been all on social media, all over YouTube, and I, no pun intended, you know that's my name and everything and my nickname rather, 
and it's just like soon as I as soon as I saw that I was just like wow and I posted on Facebook too and this is not a joke when I when I look at all the like salute prayers go out to everybody affected by that mass shooting in Maine like that's a big deal it's not to be made light of but I was looking at the picture of the uh, um, alleged shooter I don't know if as of right now, as I record this, I don't know if he's been caught or whatever, but I've seen a picture of the person that they thought might be at fault. And they kind of all look the same to me. Like, not like aesthetically because the picture was a white man or nothing like that. It's just because, like, you can see it in a person's eyes. Like, they, the brokenness, you can see it. If you look at a person and they all have that, like, down in the dumps look, and it's like, man, is it? What does this come from? Like, you know what I mean? Is it does it start from childhood or whatever? And I know every case is different or whatever. That's why you gotta you gotta watch how you treat people and you gotta watch what you say to people and how you say certain things. And I was having this conversation with my mom uh, just the other day too, and you know, because bio- I mean, my mama got a lot of kids with all our friends and stuff like that. But biologically, it's my two older sisters and then it's just me. And I, I tell my mom all the time that her personality is what her personality is. And we all, all three of us, we all deal with it in a certain way. Like, they're older than me, but I was like, you talk to the girls a different way than you can talk to me because I can handle certain things. Like, it's not, if you say something to me, I'm not going to get super emotional about it. I'm going to digest it, take it, listen to the part that I'm going to listen to disregard the part and then sometimes I might come back to it and be like oh she did try to tell me but I tell her a lot too I said it's the way you probably said it in that moment I wasn't trying to hear that or my sisters wasn't trying to hear it but then we might draw because we take in everything and I tell I always try to tell my mom that because me and my sisters have talked about it we listen to everything you say just in that moment it might not it might not come it might not click to us. And then we always are like, damn, mama did tell me that. She was right. Like, you know, it always comes back. So I always try to tell her, like, mom, it's certain people you got to realize who you're talking to. <laughs> like, I know you're you and you ain't changed for nobody. And, I, and I'm and i grateful for that because I'm a lot like that. And I, that's, where I, that's where a lot of my, like, that type of energy comes from. So I'm grateful for it. But I was just like, it's certain things as you get older because I've learned it. I'm, I'm a certain things that I, I say. Like, people listen to the podcast and they be like, oh, you're very well-spoken and all that. Like, and then my brother always joke around, like, man, but certain subjects, I just, I want to hear the ignorant. Like, I, like, you know, how we grew up and just, because they just used to be flying right off the hip and speaking my mind and things like that. But I bring that up to, like, say, like, in here in America, and it's always here in America, I know, like, there's other wars that go on in other countries and things like that. So I'm not saying it's just here, but like that mass shooting thing, because I'm 34, and as a child, I remember the first one, and I'll never forget it, was I was eight, nine years old, maybe third, fourth grade, when the Columbine uh, shooting happened in Colorado, when the two boys terrorized the high school. And that was like, a, that was a shock, because you didn't, we didn't grow up um experiencing that like not on a mass level like i like being a young black man and my uncle was murdered my dad was murdered well my two uncles was murdered 
gun violence. My dad was murdered, gun violence. I've lost friends, uh, cousins, my nephew. Like, so violence by guns is just like, you know, and then I've had family members that luckily survived and gratefully survived, and they've been shot as well. So it's like, um, it's just like I have a different level of, like, respect when it comes to, like, being a gun carrier. And I, and I get it. The right to bear arms, the Second Amendment, it's a great thing. But I, I don't, this is just my personal opinion. I feel like everybody should be mentally tested and you should have to go through real rigors to own a gun license and to own a gun. Like, I know that we have, like, some open carry states and things like that. I don't believe no state should be open carry because nowadays we you never know someone's mental capacity. Because when it comes to guns, it should always be to protect, to protect home. I feel like it should be protect home. Like when you, because sometimes when you walk around with that, like, and then things like this happen, like it, it could be a person that's filled with a lot of hate and they just need to take it out on somebody just to feel better. And it's always like innocent victims and then things like what just happened in Maine and Sandy Hook and what happened to the, te- with, to the kids in Texas. And like I said, the first one was the Columbine shoot. And a lot of it was like, oh, these kids was bullied in school and stuff like that. That, that, those type of things like they linger on, and we don't realize it in the moment. That's why I always, and it, not like I said, it's not a laughing matter, but I always have this saying. I'm not even gonna call it a joke because this is very serious. But even kids like in high school, I I didn't care if you was emo, whatever. If you play sports, if you didn't, if you was a considered a nerd or a, what they called it back then or a bookworm or whatever the case may be if you cross my path i made it a point to speak to you we might not be friends we might not hang out but even in your darkest times you always gonna remember he always said hi to me he always said like that's why i remember when my nephew was in high school or he might have been in junior high might have been in junior high maybe high school i'm not really sure but i remember he came to me and he asked me he was like he asked me, was you ever bullied when you went to school? I go, like, nah. Like, but like I said earlier, I've had the same group of friends since literally the sandbox. Like, you know what I mean? Some, some since the cradle. But I say all that to say, like, you, and I, so I told him, I was like, like, nah, like what you see on TV, kids getting put in trash cans and all that, th- those wasn't my school experiences. And then I thought about it. I was, I was, I was, I was for like when I was in the first grade. Because that's because people, well, not just the first grade. It was like every time I had to switch to school. And it always took about two to three weeks. And then everybody like, oh, shit, he's just like us. So it was always like like first grade, I was going to a new school. So it was like, and then like I said, when I was in elementary school, I was the only person that was like me in the whole school. So it was a lot of stuff that I had to deal with, little whispers, little comments, little but I always I knew I had my crew and I always knew I had my friends. So I wasn't really tripping on like one of my best friends actually came from me, you know, because he was considered shout out to Chuck. He was considered and I talked about this and I think it was like embrace your energy or environment. It was in the first season. I forget what the title episode was, but I kind of talked about the situation. Me and my cousin was getting off the bus, shout out Lady Bug. 
we was getting off the bus and uh chuck he was just a year older than everybody he was bigger than everybody and he was considered a bully and all that other stuff and it was just like you know ain't nobody gonna bully me because i'm gonna have to I'm, number one i'm gonna have to go home and you know once my cousin tell my mama i was scared to fight i'm gonna have to, it's gonna be a different type of energy that i'm gonna have to deal with so it happened and that's what made us become the fact that i was able to stand up to him it it, it gained respect for other people and he and, and come to find out he wasn't trying to be a bully he wasn't trying to be a violent person it just it was just like mis a misunderstanding. Nobody understood nobody, and we were all kids, and we still we still great friends to this day. Like we don't hang out as much, but anytime, you know, I know I can pick up the phone and call him. He surprised me for my birthday yet, uh, not this past year, but the year prior. He uh he surprised me, and it was like, hey man, we've been hanging out all these years, man. So he know he knows like the love is always gonna be there. But I say we need to be more. I say all that to say this, man. We need to be more kind to people because if we're not, things like this happen, and it, it, it be in the work work environment. Excuse me, the school environment. Just when you see somebody, like a like a simple good morning, can do a lot for someone, and we don't realize that as a people. Like if you hold the door open for someone, if they cross your path, good morning, hey, how you doing? A fist bump or a handshake, and it's it's not whether it's man, woman, whatever. It might not always be in an attention like, "Hey, beautiful, I'm trying to get your number," or "Oh, you handsome," and all that, you know. Because there's women that do that too. They approach men. It's rare, but they do. And it's not always like in that type of manner. Sometimes it's like, "Man, you look like your day not going too well, or your money not going too well," you know. Because I've done it, and I've like, "Oh, you know, you hold the door open for somebody. Oh, have a great day, whatever." Like, damn. Hey, you look fly in the outfit, whatever. Oh, I have a husband. Yeah, I didn't ask you all that. I was just, you know, I just gave you a compliment. I don't know if your husband compliments you or not, but I just, at least you can draw back on that one time you got, you know what I'm saying? You got a compliment for the day. It's, it's never that deep. It's all about being, because it's funny because I always tell people I'm a, uh, I'm a polite asshole because I got you know, you know what I mean? I got, I got that side to me as well, but. It, and it's crazy because people be surprised because we'll go out in public and I'm the type of person because that's how I was raised. I'll hold the door for somebody or, you know, and it's funny because I'll go to do it for them and they'll go to do it for me because of my, you know what I mean? It's just a natural, it's a natural inkling like, oh, because of his physical disability, I'm going to kind of like help him. And that's, that's cool. Like, it was funny. Uh, We had a football game and it was hot. I mean, it was. Um, no shade, no, no. I think we was at. Uh, if you're from Bakersfield, you know what I'm talking about. We was at Marymonte. It was hot. Uh, my sister-in-law had an umbrella. She used it in the first half. Then she, the team mom, so she went walking around. Thankfully, cause she, she let me use it in the second half. It helped a little bit, but I still got a kind of a little bit of a tan from that. But I bring that up because we were sitting there when the game first started, and the guy came running. Well, he came with a water bottle, and he was like, hey, man, I seen you getting up the stairs and all this other stuff, right? And I kind of, my natural thing is like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? I've been dealing with what I've been dealing with my whole life. I done done things that play basketball, baseball, different sports. If you went to school with me, you know what I'm talking about. I done been uh, house parties. Uh, my homies that jump the fence, I'll find a way to go through the bottom or I'll, they'll lift me over the fence, whatever the case may be. I done been through it all. You know what I'm saying? Like house parties getting shot up and just the environment we in and you got to 
you got to do what you got to do with um with the cards that you dealt and that's how i always looked at things so when he did that my initial reaction of like was like what the fuck and you know you automatically frown up or whatever but then i was like he don't know you know what i mean he doesn't know all what i just detailed all the things that i've been through he just knows what he sees on the surface and he did it as a good person like you know what i mean he was just being nice he was being kind and i and before I get up out of here, too, I remember my, my brother told me he took a trip to, I want to say it was New Orleans. Bro, if I get it wrong, you can correct me. But I think he was down in New Orleans, and he and he was walking. I think he said he was on Bourbon Street or whatever, and he was just walking. He had been drinking a little bit. He was he was just walking. And, you know, a car pulled up to him, and they, they just wanted to check on him and make sure he was straight. He was just walking down the street, but he had been drinking. You could tell he had been drinking. But being from California, yo natural inkling is to with aggression what the fuck like da, da, da. and then he realized like wait a minute they was trying to be helpful so yeah and I'll, i say all that to say because we don't know all the details about like what's going on in maine exactly but we know what happened and, and like i said my prayers and condolences and everything go out to everybody that was affected in it but let's 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 be more serious when it comes to owning guns and how we how we deal with that and let's just be more kind to people it's it's not it's not that hard to do i said we get so wrapped up in a like oh i don't want to be a nice person because i'm gonna be looked at as less than shit when i leave this earth i want people i want more people to say that i was good to them than not regardless of how i'm perceived after that i really don't give a fuck it don't matter like you know what i'm saying like i was telling my nephews like, I was telling my other nephew, my nephew's best friend, I was telling him, like, yo, hey, if somebody say they're not trying to deal with you because you're being good to them, like, that says more about them than it does you. So don't let, don't let that affect who, the type of person that you are. So, yeah, man, so even if it's just, like, a good morning text or I'm proud of you or, or something because you never know because a lot of the times it's not just men. Like, we have, as men, we have a hard time communicating. But women hold a lot in, too, and they deal with a lot of stuff. And you never really know what a person is dealing with. But you sometimes you don't have to know. Just put out the positive energy. Whether it's reciprocated or not, or whether it's even told, or whether a thank you, you know what I mean? It might be thankless. But any, and I'm going to get out of here like this, any good deed that's mentioned once it's done is no longer a good deed. So always remember that. If you did it with the right intentions, hold on to that and just keep it keep moving forward. Let them deal with the resentment or the questions of, oh, that person was being good to me and I and I shunned them basically. Let them deal with that. You don't gotta deal with that. So yeah, I'm gonna just get out of here like this. Just because their vision is blurry, that doesn't diminish your greatness. Until next time, stay lionhearted. Stay lion-hearted.